I'm Ariana Katz, and this is Kaddish. Before episode two comes out in October, I wanted to share with you the stories of Deidre Shearer. Deidre is a textile artist who creates layered fabric pieces of the faces of the dying and the deceased. Her work is tender, and it is real, and it is so deeply respectful. It's a different mode to talk about the work of a visual artist in this medium. This episode should work somehow like a slideshow. So if you're listening on iTunes, the images should change every so often on the cover photo of the podcast itself. You can also go to kaddishpodcast.com slash blog to see the images we're referring to. It was my three daughters that I can blame for choosing <laughs> the fabric and thread medium. I was living in just very tight quarters and to work in oils or something that had, you know, gassing off or fumes or anything that was, you know, that toxic was not possible. So I chose fabric using scissors for my drawing tools, using the machine for also a drawing tool. I developed, I um, pioneered a figurative approach. I've always been much more figurative. I'm always aware of abstraction, but um, the figurative narrative element pulls me. Over time, it became very clear that I was attracted to people who had lived, and the, that very life was written into their faces, both. It's, it's specific, and it's universal. So all of my portraits are based on actual people, and they also refer to that stage in life. I, I actually was looking for heads to, you know, model for a series on tarot card queens. So I went, I called a local nursing home, and I remember being totally afraid that they're going to hang up on me and think I'm really crazy, and instead I got an invitation, and, and they introduced me to people. Uh, um, they often introduced me to people uh, who had incredibly interesting lives and had good um, recall, and so there were a lot of people who I could converse with as I drew. They were very appreciative, suddenly realized that, well, I think someone else, uh, one of the aides, told me that this is a two-way street. What you think you're getting, you're also giving. And I appreciated that deeply. Um, and they participated in the drawings and the poses and... Um, I became more engaged and realized the depiction of elders is often done with humor or with a grotesque hand. There's nothing, they don't, I kept looking and seeing absolute beauty in these faces. I felt like um, I never considered myself growing old. I didn't see myself past 30 when I started this. I'm of the generation that you... Uh, didn't trust anyone over 30. <laughs> so to even see yourself as aging, to see yourself living a full life was off limits. And then we are in an entire culture that puts on the blinders about age and 
has absolute terror about age and about death. So that there isn't a conversation. Nothing normalizes and nothing familiarizes ourselves with it. Uh, there's a huge division between generations. And when I was in grade school, quite early, early, I think, 50s anyway, we were um, practicing atomic bomb drills. We were told to get onto your desk, duck and cover. Even as a young kid, I understood that that would be of absolutely no help. So this was an, over, an overwhelming piece of information that you were going to die a normal, full-life death. You were going to die suddenly in a flash. You were perhaps going to burn into the ground. You were going to melt. Because we got to see Hiroshima film. We got to see what was so impossible to even think about. And we put that in, inside of ourselves and we had trained ourselves to that was the way we would leave. The whole planet would go with us. I think there are different ways that that's still a message being given to the present-day generation is getting terrorism and climate, and it's all very true, but it is over-achingly uh, fulfilling itself, in a sense. And I'm picturing, I'm depicting the opposite. This idea could bring so much healing, visioning a life to old age. What Deidre does is say, no, long life is possible, and it can be beautiful. When I think about why I don't have an advanced directive yet at 26, and now someone that talks about them and does it pretty publicly on the internet, I think about how much anxiety it brings me about thinking about my death and my loved ones having to make a choice for me. And the more I hear people who are face-to-face -face with death and dying and the dead, the more I think about how a culture that doesn't give us images of what that might look like in a peaceful way makes it almost impossible to vision it without anxiety. This concept that because we're surrounded with images of climate change and destruction and police brutality and hate crime and increasing sickness we are unable to actually vision a peaceful death, puts all the much more pressure on telling the story of what we would want our dying to be and how to make those dying of others possible. The series is called Surrounded by Family and Friends. It's one of six that are all life-size tableaus. It follows another series called The Last Year, which I also travel. And the last year I stumbled on, I began working with a woman who was uh, in her last months and I was interested in her. We became friends. And over the course of the months, I followed her, I drew her, and then I would make pieces based on her individual decline and, you know, how she 
would go back and forth until the day that, um, the night that she died. This is the last day. And that was an interesting process because I had not been aware of what I was doing. I was not aware that I was working with, with that subject matter. I thought I was doing this portrayal of a woman who's up in age and has an interesting life. And what it caused me to do was go to hospice training. So my work pushed me. I have used or seen the works used in college settings where um, students, both in nursing, pre-med, and psychiatry and sociology, have stood before them and or chosen one and then written in answer to questions. They've investigated their very own feelings, personal feelings about what is death, and in, and in, in, inevitably in. Retrospect, they always think about what's life. It was after that that I also understood that we die not in a vacuum. We die out of community. Over the course of all my conversations with the folks that appeared on the past month's episodes, the question of a peaceful death was really turned around and inside out. So the death that Deidre shares with us in her art is a death of old age, but it doesn't necessarily assume peacefulness. And the death that's discussed in our advanced directives is sort of a best case scenario kind of death. But what I learned from Mo and from Rabbi Amy is that even the best laid plans doesn't take away the pain of separation from this world, from our loved ones, and according to Megan, from our souls. And so when thinking about what is a peaceful death, we have to ask what's a peaceful life, not tormented by illness or war or displacement or violence, that in fact it's the very structures that make up our living that impact what our dying will look like. for listening to this bonus episode of Kaddish with the amazing artist Deidre Shear. Let me know if the art worked, if you were able to watch a slideshow either on iTunes or if you found it on the blog. Deidre would like you to know that she's looking for a permanent home for her collection that can continue to be seen and studied from. So if you have a lead on that, you can go to her website at dscherer.com. We're going to try something new in October. I'll be releasing two half-hour episodes on a theme. So maybe a half hour's worth of death talk is a little easier to consume. So let me know what you think. 
October, we'll be exploring Tahara, the ritual purification of the body before burial. If you are in Echavar Kadisha or have ever done a Tahara and want to call in about it, you can leave me a voicemail and we'll play you on the show. You can call 240-Kaddish, K-A-D-D-I-S-H. You can also call that voicemail line with any other reflections on the show. I'd really love to hear them. Make sure to follow us on iTunes and leave a review. That would be so awesome. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. You can shoot me an email, ariana at kaddishpodcast.com. Shout out to Moment Magazine that featured Kaddish on a top 10 listener-requested Jewish podcast. So whoever put our name out into there, thanks so much. As always, thank you to the Jewish Federation of Greater Hartford, the Reconstructionist Rabbinical College, to Deidre Sher for being on the show, to Tiny Victor for the music, JJ Tan, Chelsea Noriega, Sid Weissman, and the ever-patient Ever Hannah. I'm Mariana Katz, and this is Kaddish. Sometimes your Shiva minion is digital. <laughs>